Hi, this is David Freeman. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Community Connections in Washington, D.C. This is another podcast in the series on essential connections, tips and techniques for case managers. Today's topic is coordination of care. Coordination of care is so much more than making a few phone calls to a few people to get a few things done. In fact, the artistry of case management is perhaps truly expressed in the coordination of care. First, the essentials. Case managers work with people in so many different systems, psychiatric, medical, addictions, housing, legal, family systems. This is a lot of systems. And each of these systems has its own rules, its own culture, its own language, and its own way of getting things done. Luckily, each system has its own expert stakeholders, but typically the specialist in one system is naive about other systems. For example, for example, you will encounter good judges who don't know much about housing, an experienced substance abuse specialist who underestimates psychiatric illness. Inevitably, stakeholders in different systems playing different roles need to team up with each other to get good outcomes. But who's in charge of creating this team? Well, maybe you. You follow the client over time and through multiple settings. You know the client's story. You know their strengths and weaknesses across multiple life roles. And once you have some experience, you know the policies and procedures of multiple systems better than most other stakeholders. And now, right now, because of this podcast, you know that unity of effort across multiple systems promotes success. What does unity of effort look like? Well, if you're interested in sports, you know the difference between good and bad teams. If you're a musician, you know what makes a good ensemble. If you've done a group project, you know the difference between the successful collaborations and the nightmares. A good team rallies around a cause, shares knowledge, works hard. A good teammate sets you up for success, amplifies your strengths, picks up on your subtle cues, helps manage the rhythm and intensity of the action, and steps in when you need relief. The nightmare team? It splits and fragments, casting all kinds of shame and blame. The nightmare team undermines you, devalues you, fails to pull weight, sabotages progress. The nightmare teammate adds to your burden. Sorry, shake off the memories of of those bad teaming experiences. Yes, better to be optimistic. A good team can develop over a single event like a crisis intervention or over several months during the implementation of a project or over several years when you're on a mission. Can good teams be demanding and critical? Yes. Can they be contentious and at times with disagreement and argument? Yes, of course. But on a good team, the tension is productive. It raises the bar, promotes high standards, and deepens and enriches the work effort. Experiences are more memorable and generate better stories when obstacles have been overcome and conflicts have been fleshed out and resolved. Good teams don't snap together like a well-made puzzle, so be patient, look for opportunity, work at it, and remember that it's a lot more fun and a lot more effective to work closely with others than it is to do everything on your own. So, 
to coordinate care, make an inventory of the systems your client touches, get to know the key stakeholders, introduce stakeholders from different systems to each other, get stakeholders organized around a shared goal, building a web of relationships that values unity of effort.